Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bit of film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host. Mr. Ben Errington. And that noise you hear behind us is uh, my dog. She's got a little pent up. She's chasing it. She does this thing where she throws it in the air, and then she runs after it and then picks it up and throws it. She plays with herself like that for hours. It sounds like a lot of fun. I reckon she's watched you doing it, and she's been like... I can I'm do gonna that get better. myself some of that. <laughs> I can do that better. That looks yeah. like a good time. Yeah, yeah, some of the well of time. Yeah, uh, uh, dude, uh, how's your week been? Are you all right? Nice weekend. It's been, it's been all right, mate. How the devil has your week been? Not too bad. Uh, so yesterday, um, actually, was there was a horror. There was a proper horror in the house. Oh no, number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the the sink wasn't draining, so I had to. Oh. We tried some drain cleaner. wasn't going down. It was full of like. Uh, uh, coffee grinds and old spaghetti and stuff like it just wasn't going down um so i had to sort of take the u-bend out and i'm telling you like the the thing i had to with no gloves pull out of that u-bend thing it was like a tentacled thatch it looked like you know like uh the girl from ringu it looked like if i carried on pulling she would have come out eventually <laughs> like the hair was just uh, like so it was gross man it was, it was so hair gross. was it? it was hair it was hair spaghetti rice um it was some Lovecraftian demon thing stuck up everything there. Everything you need for every everything you need for a balanced diet. Yeah, on there. exactly. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was, it was gross. That, that's that's about as I, horrible uh, as my week. Oh, yeah, I, I pulled I pulled a hair. I, there's a, I looked in the plug hole recently in the in shower. The bathroom. Saw, yeah, saw, saw a, yeah in the shower. I saw a little bit of hair. I thought I'll start pulling that out, and it just kept going, going, and going, and going until like, the biggest hairball came. Out. That's terrifying. And my daughter said, "It looked, it looked like a, it looked like a rat." It was. Were you were you worried that you might start unstitching the house, just in one long, <laughs> and then just yeah. you stood there in the oh, open no. open <laughs> in an open field like the yarn? The... Not again. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool man. Uh, other horror guff. You seen any cool stuff? Done any cool stuff this week? No. Seen any cool stuff? Nil. No, not really. Um, I, oh, I was on a, I was on a film set for the weekend. Uh, short film that I've written called 
the other, directed by Christopher Bevan, filming in Birmingham and Derby. Sort of like a nice little thriller um, slash noir type thing. Have you uh, uh, whereabouts cool. in Derby was, did you, were you? Oh, no, I didn't get to Derby. I went to Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, it was filming in, in Birmingham as well. Yeah. yeah. As Derby. Uh, yeah. So, so that was pretty cool. I guess you could say that's kind of like a, that's quite, quite a psychological thing. So I kind of saw some stuff, you know, can't really say so much, you know, stuff, I don't okay. want to ruin it. Don't want to ruin it, you know, because everyone's waiting for a bated breath. Yeah. Uh, I, I am. I'm quite excited, dude. I think because uh, I've read a script, I'm quite excited to see how it um, all I'm, turns out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But apart from that horror stuff, not much. I did see the disaster artist yesterday. Not horror at all. How was that? The, obviously, the true story of uh, the the room, directed by Tommy Wiseau. Uh, so you could say it was a horror because you know there's a lot of cringeworthy, ridiculous stuff. It was lovely, man. It was really heartwarming, quite sort of inspirational, um, and. Like unbelievably ridiculous to the point where you're just like, did this stuff really happen in real life? So I've you, not read the book, The Disaster okay. Artist. So. Have you, uh, are you James, a fan of the James film, Franker. like the the Room film? I've seen I've seen it I've seen it in full once, and I've seen it in parts and watched different sort of videos discussing it and stuff. Um, and it is it is ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. It's like you you're angry at it initially, but then by the end of it, you just start you are just laughing at it. Oh, and I, I love it at the same time. That's kind of reminded me of. So I watched. Um, me and Cat have recently found uh, Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Have you ever seen Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand? Do you know what it is? It's been <laughs> no, going since okay. like it's been going since like the seventies or something. But Netflix have like recently brought it back, and it, you watch it, and it's kind of like back in the day when we used to be up at like till four in the morning. You used to put like Channel Five on, and it'd be like late night Channel Five TV or something. And so it's like B movies. It was just it was just porn. Well, yeah. But it's like uh, <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> it's like B movies. Like um, there's a film called Reptilicus, which is like a Godzilla ripoff. There's one called Cry Wilderness, which is like the worst film I've seen in my life. I think it might be worse than The Room, but I've not seen The Room. This clips <laughs> and um, but then like yeah, there's like people like just riffing over the top of them, just chatting over them, and like uh, just like coming in with like little zingers and one-liners and stuff. And, dude, <laughs> it's, it's so it's so funny because the, the films are so ridiculous and so ludicrous. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing you just put on and you just sort of drift off to sleep to. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's... I, like, I quite like really. I quite like really bad things, like yeah. things that are like obviously unintentionally bad. But I quite like. I just love trying to get my head around them. Like, what was the process before that choice was made? Yeah. How is this? How is this in front of me now? Yeah. Like, how has it gone through so many people who've gone? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> get out on TV. Get out on film. Yeah, get that in the big, get out in the cinema. Well, Reptilicus, I'm always Reptilicus was like, um, I could kind of see what they were going for, but they just didn't have the budget or the talent or like the anything to make it's it true. happen. It cuts away, and there's like an actual lizard just like walking along, and they go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's not one of those ones. It is like a puppet, but it's a really bad. It's like a you know we used to get like the pound bargain bins, and you get like a little dinosaur rubber thing in the bottom. Of it. Yeah, it's one of those to just use as a as a prop for it. Uh, but Cry Wilderness <laughs> is like this Bigfoot one. And I don't even know, like, I don't really know what happens, like, happens in it. It's so, like, no, I mean, the... nothing really happens other than, like, um, there's pe- like, people laughing and wrestling with like, raccoons and stuff. And there's this guy, just, there's a guy, who's like, <laughs> a, like an Indian called Red Hawk, who just appears every now and again and gives people, like, weird, it's weird is, advice. Is there ever, is there, has there ever been a good Bigfoot film, though? I mean, Bigfoot and Henderson's 
Yeah, that's the yeah. one I think of. Yeah. But yeah. has there ever been a good one? Because I've seen I've seen loads of Bigfoot films. Like there's a film called Exists, she was like a, a sort of fine footage Bigfoot Willow, horror. Willow Creek as well. I mean that's a Bigfoot Willow Creek fan. as well. Oh, Willow Creek as well. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, they're both awful. I've not seen Willow Creek. I don't I'm, pretty, watch I'm pretty sure. I've always been quite fascinated with the Bigfoot myth mm. ever since I saw. Obviously, the famous, Bigfoot. the famous, ah. foot, the famous. Ever since I saw Bigfoot in real life, and I said, "Bigfoot, mate, yeah. it's all good. It's well and good. Yeah. It's all going to be fine." Well, ever since I've seen that footage, of him walking along, it does a little. Oh, oh yeah, looks like a guy always, uh, on the I way know, to but the it really like, got, garage. It really, it really scared me when I was a kid. And there's yeah. like, a, there's like a mission in Red Dead Redemption as well, where you've got to like find the Sasquatch. It might be in the DLC, like the zombie stuff. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I love, I love the, I love everything about the Sasquatch myth, and I never, I don't think we've really had a good. We've had some X Files stuff. But I don't think we've had a really good um, Bigfoot horror film. or any Bigfoot film. And yeah. I'd love to see one, Lou. Let's let's make one. I need to. I need to. I bet there, there must be something out there that's good. I don't know. Um, don't sound keen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd rather find <laughs> one. That's, I'm not. I've never been that much of a big fan. Fan. You want to find Sasquatch? Let's go. Let's go find him. Okay. Let's go find Sasquatch. Road trip. Yeah. Uh, so stuff I've seen. I watched uh, Hardware. Have you, heard, have you seen Hardware? Heard of Hardware? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I watched a retrospective video on it recently. Yeah. Ago, well, I watched a bit of that. Uh, and was like, I actually just want to watch the film. I'm kind of, yeah. 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 That's what. I do like videos like when you play this game. No, I just really want to watch this film. Now. Um, who's in that? Is it the uh, name? Th- um, the guy from or oh, Lemmy's in it? Plays like a taxi driver. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy from season one of American Horror Story. Tell you that he plays the dad in that, uh, and that's about all I all I know. But uh, it's 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 very nineties. It makes you, I feel like Craig Charles is going to start like coming out as like the TV host, of, like Robot. It's like Robot Wars Extreme. Like he's gonna come on and go, and then like cause the robot looks actually a lot like Sir Killalot if you ever watched Robot Wars, but like a big okay, version yeah, of it, yeah. But it's um, a big it's, stood up version of it. Yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's a good film. It's just it's interesting. Um, well, so I watched Creep. Have you ever seen Creep? Not oh. the London Tube Station one, the one with Mark Duplass. Oh, that's what so, I thought. You, that's what I thought you meant. Um, no, I don't think I've seen that one. Creep with oh, what, the serial killer one. What? No? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I wouldn't want to spoil uh, it, but it's like uh, so. Guy, so Mark Duplass, um, saw fan footage. A guy who's got a camera and a bit of equipment. And stuff, he said he's been hired to. Um, he saw an ad in Craigslist, and he's been paid. He's been paid like a thousand dollars to just film this guy for a day. He just wants him to film it for a day. Uh, and it's Mark Duplass and he says I've got cancer I'm going to die and I just want you to film me in my life and we'll, we'll talk and he gets really weird throughout the film and then turns into like a, a pretty pretty awesome horror story actually it's good and The Creep 2 is coming out at the end of this year so I'd be interested to watch that is it called The Creep or Just Creep? Just Creep it's on Netflix it's on Netflix okay I think I've seen I've seen the Tube Station one yeah I've, um, I've seen the Tube Station one a couple of times yeah Tube Station one's like it's like an ten, angry, ten angry fetus He's come out and uh, growing up yeah. and starts like attacking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry fetus man. Yeah, because I always like okay. uh, you know when you go into the tube station, there's like they, there's homeless people sleeping in these weird little caverns and stuff. Okay. In the t- and I think yeah. they don't they don't exist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not real. But um, have you been down there, mate? Have you been down there looking for them? Yeah, 
Maybe no. you should get down with a maybe you should get down with a camera. Yeah. Come back to me once you've got the results. Yeah. And uh we might have a good fan footage horror film on our hands. Um also watch Free Fire. Just uh get out it's not horror, but it's Ben Wheatley and we talked about Ben Wheatley. Oh before. yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. What did you think? That's to great. It? I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I was the, really the cast. Yeah. This is a proper ensemble. I was kind of surprised at how much I cared because there's so many characters. Mm. I was kind of surprised by how much I cared about them dying at the end. <laughs> like, yeah. I was especially because the, the film doesn't really end in a particularly pleasant way. But the guy who I yeah. thought was like the main guy, but yeah, loads of great, yeah, loads of great. Uh, Michael Smiley, Brie Larson, Gillian Murphy, Murphy. Um, Charlotte, what's his name? Charlotte, Charlton Copley. Yeah, it was an amazing cast, and it was just like one of those films where I was just like on the edge of my seat pretty much throughout. It was yeah. just, it was just like one big, uh, gun, one big action scene. Yeah, I think I think they just the there's just slow one, dialogue bits in between. The fact that it's like the one scene is the best thing about it, and also the worst thing about it. Because like this is amazing, it's all in one big environment, but at the same time, it's like oh, I kind of would like to see them outside that environment a bit. But it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's really good. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's great. Cute. Uh, Sorry, it doesn't necessarily feel like a Ben Wheatley film, though. I felt. Mm, well, okay. So what we've got? Sightseers, Field in England. Sightseers, a Field in England kill list. Down Terrace. Uh, well, Down Terrace, okay. Sightseers, um, kill list kind of feel very similar to yeah, me in some way. Yeah, uh, High Rise, I've not seen. Oh yeah, High Rise. Um, yeah, I didn't really like High Rise. I thought it was a bit. Um, Mm. Yeah, I didn't really like it. I'm trying okay. to think of words. I'm trying to think of words to describe it. It's just a bit meh. Yeah, just, just find it a bit meh. You know mm, what I mean? Well, yeah. Mm. I, was, I was thinking about you know um, the others, the film that we did earlier on the show, and I was like yeah. trying to think that was a good film, but it was just kind of meh. I just kind of when I think about it back to it, it's just kind of a meh film. It's bland. It's like having bland, a lovely yeah. bowl of bowl of gruel in the morning. You know, I mean, it's it's it. You get subs, you get nu- nutrition from it, but yeah. you know I mean, it's not enjoyable. Just shovel it in, no, exactly, and be yeah. quiet. Shut it. Uh, should we uh, get into the film then? Yes. What film is it this week? We are doing Luke number Gondor. nineteen on the list. We're doing an American Werewolf in London. Uh, I forgot to watch it. I'm only joking. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I watched. I definitely. You should have. You should have kept that going for a while. <laughs> oh, no. All the way to the end. Ah, oh, I would have liked. Just made it up, well. and you went. Oh, I love the bit with a, I love the bit with the dinosaurs. That bit was great. Oh yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Night at the Museum too. No, he's um, easily confused. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, do you want to tell us about it? Sure. Okay. An American Werewolf in London is a 1981 horror comedy film written and directed by John Landis, starring David Norton, Jenny Agutter, and Griffin Dunn. Two young American college students, David Kester and Jack Goodman, are attacked by a werewolf on a backpacking holiday in England. When Jack is killed, David is taken to a hospital. This is quite. This is this. This isn't actually a synopsis. This is pretty much just like telling you the story. Okay. So that's all you need to know. Okay. Attacked by a werewolf while backpacking on holiday in England. Yeah. Okay. So this is what oh. Empire had to say about it: uh, a comedy horror that skimps on neither. Uh, American werewolf manages to be properly scary, blackly funny. And in the relationship between Lycanthrope Norton and Nurse Agutter, genuinely moving. It's a deft juggling act confidently performed by director Landis, who, while he remains immensely likable, was arguably never this good again. Poor Landis. An American director in England, his sense of the country never descended to tweet American Engeland cliches, 
and even the stuck lines and characters stay off the moors, that's enough. Are performed in such a way that they're never great. It's a loving homage to bygone scares that nevertheless feels entirely modern, even 35 years later. It's got a 90% score on Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, um, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. You know, it's right on the, the standard IMDb. Yeah. Um, right on the cusp. Yeah. So this we we asked the Facebook group, and quite a lot of people had a few bits and pieces to say, bits and bats to, to add. So Matthew Stutt says, you know, I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. I definitely recommend it, Matt. Uh, Andy yep. CT says, I'm actually more familiar with, uh, by all the accounts, less good sequel, which I think I saw at the cinema. I know the original has a stronger horror vibe, but having only semi-watched it many years ago, I can't remember any of the story beats. I'm assuming there are I'd... werewolves, at least one is which is America and a, and a trip to London. Go on. I, di- I didn't even connect those two films. Even when I, even if I'd seen both, I thought it was just like, oh, kind of a bit of a spin on yeah. the name. Because I think it was... But then it is linked because it's basically um, their son and uh, daughter, sorry. Um, um, yeah, well, yeah, so when I was a kid, we had American Wealth in Paris as a VHS. I think we borrowed it from, from Impact VHS rental in Mansfield. And uh, you know, when, yeah. you know, you're kidding, you, you sort of tape the tape, if that makes sense. So you just got to, yeah, it's illegal, but you know, you do it and uh, you just watch everything ever is again. Is it legal? So I think I, I used to watch that over and over again because it wasn't. A scary film, I don't think. It was just uh No, I don't think it's that scary. I've definitely I've yeah. definitely seen it there. So John uh Connolly says the first horror movie he ever saw as a kid, still love it today, a classic. Dan Butcher saying, uh the film that scared the shit out of me as a kid, especially the sequence on the underground. Yes indeed. Uh there was a chunk cut out where the wolf tells apart tears apart some homeless dudes going around a bimfire. Oh, interesting. Uh, apparently, one of the guys um, who is killed by the werewolf in this film also played Bieber Fortuna in Return of the Jedi. And I've looked at a photo, and yes, yeah, you can tell. Definitely that guy. Uh, Johnny Swinnow says, I refer to the transformation scene in this when arguing my case that practical special effects far out the CGI. Um, I mean, yeah, just, a, just an example of that. Like, if you, if you look at the effects in American Werewolf in Paris now, like, they don't hold up like, at all. Like, it looks like. Um, you know, like this, the same kind of graphics qualities when you play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and the Activision yeah. logo pops up. It's like yeah. that kind of quality. Um, the PS1 quality. It's PS, it's PS1 slash sometimes PS2 graphics all over yeah. it. Yeah. Um, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the effects in this hold up massively. And again, this is a perfect example of it, it doesn't show you too much. You never, you never see everything in all its glory. Um, you kind of see bits and bobs and little angles and weird little stuff. And when you do get to see more than perhaps you're expecting, the effect of that is so much more. Well, there was one intense. bit where um, in the tube station bit where the guy's like, uh, he falls on the, on the escalator and he's sort of going upstairs. And then the camera just shows you just a little clip of the wolf mm. just sort of walking into the frame. And it looks, it looks yeah. so good, like so scary. It looks so real. Yeah. It's a, it's a good werewolf as well because it's like on all fours. Um, obviously, a lot of the time you get the sort of on two legs, haunched one. But yeah, we'll, we'll obviously get into it. But yeah. in terms of practical effects, this is this and the thing would probably be the two I would refer to while discussing practical effects um, over over sort of CGI. Uh, who did Especially... the effects in uh, the thing? Um, no, it's not it's not the same guy. So Rick Baker did the effects here. Um, yeah, just, yeah, that's right. Check, yeah. 
But um, yeah, man, what did you think? Uh, initial thoughts? Have you seen this before? I've seen this lots before. Yeah, um, it's amazing that <laughs> it is amazing. It's just, I mean, it's a film I love. To, it's a film I love to talk about because it is that perfect amount. It is that perfect combination of horror and comedy, but where neither suffers. Yeah. Like a lot of the time in horror comedies, one one usually suffers. Yeah. And nothing seems to suffer. I mean, it's not like an out and out laugh fest. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not as uh, com- uh, comical as Evil Dead Two, but it, it no, no, does no. sort of. Uh... Have a similar just, sense of humor. It's like yeah. a horror film, but with a wink and a nod yeah. at occasion. So it like knows that it's playing up to cliches and stereotypes in places. Yeah. And it kind of has a little bit of a wink and nod, it has a bit of fun with it. Um and obviously the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack the so music, good. I, I forgot the musical forgot combination how good the soundtrack was. Almost every song involved has got moon in it yeah. in some in some way. Um and the way the songs are used, like they're just used in the in the in the places you just wouldn't expect them. Yeah. And when they're used, it kind of like, it just dials up the scene. It just takes the scene from here to here and just makes it just complete. Like, but it is, it is amazing. It's one of those films that is, it's creepy. Yeah. Um, and the performances of everyone are great. You've got the sort of the romance element, but then the romance doesn't really get in the way of what is really essentially a, a great, yeah. a great horror story. Um, I, and I, I love it because, because uh, it's UK set as well. I mean, I love, UK set horrors because again I could yeah. you could, you got you kind of understand the vibe a lot more you understand that when you, when they're in this like small like village or and they're rambling on the moors you understand you can kind of feel like how cold they are when they're there because you're like you know exactly what that feels like and when yeah. especially and when when they're wandering around London as well what is this what film what year is this eighty two it's weird isn't it especially the tube 81. station like. The tube station looks exactly the same. Exactly the same, it's yeah. It's weird. Like the, the escalators, um, when they go up, you've got like the, the posters you have like for the West End, the theatre posters on, on the side. It's exactly yeah. the same, but apart from the, the adverts have changed. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Like I always, always you... feel like, why is it, why have the tube stations not been updated in 30 years? Yeah. Like what? But. Um, it's almost like if you were a time traveller and you got on the tube yeah. and that was your method of transportation, you came out. You'd be like, well, essentially, I've not gone anywhere. <laughs> 40 years later, 40 years later, yeah. you go, it didn't work. Get back on, <laughs> no, get back on. insane. That was like the technical station bit when it, the stock on the underground. I was like, I don't, I don't understand how it looks so similar. Like, it's, it's almost unbelievable. Like the cars and the fashion has changed. But I don't know because you, you see it, you see hipsters walking around in the same sort of. Uh, <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah. I suppose you're right. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, it's almost like a. It's a bit of a. It's a bit like a pocket of time, but it doesn't feel like it's. It is one of those films that does that hasn't really aged. Like there, there are only a few. I mean, there's probably loads, but you know what I mean. Just you, just to mention one, for example, like Jurassic Park. When you watch that film, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's nearly thirty years old. No, 25, 30 years old. Wow. And yeah. this feels the same. For 40 years old, you don't once think, oh, I'm watching a bloody old film here. You yeah. just, it, it just it just translates so well. Yeah, like even like the like the Nazi werewolves like jokes, you know, those sort of moments. I feel like those play just as well yeah. now as they probably did back just, then. Like it's so exactly because it's like the B movie pop yeah. type thing that kind of just it just. It, it's come. It's, I mean, I'm sure there was a time where perhaps this did feel dated, but now yeah. it's come. It's come back around nicely. I also feel like the um, way the way England is portrayed in this, just stand up for a sec. Um, 
is really quite genuine and authentic compared to the way London and England is portrayed in like every other sort of American uh, well, yeah, film. Considering consider it's an American director, yeah, um, like it is. It does feel kind of like, oh right, okay. So it's not all about this and that. It is quite real because it shows not just one type of one type of regional accent as well. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple. Of, we got a couple of regional accents. Um, and you kind of get, get an understanding of sort of people from a lot of walks of life. Do you know what I mean? You get like the the sort of little little village um, country type oh. people. Um, you get a lovely posh, well-to-do people who are obviously got quite a nice job. But and then uh, then yeah. like police and yeah, just... it's, it's cool. Like uh, it never feels like um, I don't feel like I'm just about to hear the national anthem or something like or like something like overly sort of London like. Too many red buses going by, or something. It just yeah. feels like you're in, like it's a good film set in London. It, like it feels like a really good fleshed out world. Yeah, that does feel real. And again, when you have things like that, when the world building is so good, then everything on screen just kind of works, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. there, there. I mean, there are plenty of things that you'd see in a different film, in this film, for example, that perhaps you'd think, oh, slightly ridiculous. You know what I mean? Some yeah. of the shots of the werewolf, for example, some of the scenarios. Some of the, the like the visions and the talking to the dead people, yeah. But in this film, it just really does sort of well, hit home. Well, it? I mean, just to stick on the um, the werewolves as well. Like, so I like werewolf films, but I'm always let down by the look of the wolves. I, when you finally see them, I always think that looks fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can give it as much, um, leave, you know, a bit of goodwill as I can, but some part of me inside is like, this is this is not that great. <laughs> like the ginger snaps, like it's um, I watched that fairly recently. Yep. Uh, that was filmed late nineties, maybe late nineties, and the werewolf in that looks fucking turd compared to <laughs> compared to the wolf in this. This one just looks so good. I don't know what it is about it. The dog soldiers werewolves look pretty good. I haven't seen that in a long time, so I, I, I can't really remember. But I mean, they're just men in like upper body suits, I think. And yeah. But but they they look good. They look like they look genuinely quite terrifying. Like they could. Yeah. I mean, again, all practical effects with the werewolves, not. There might be some CGI, but it's yeah. probably minimal. Um, but yeah, this again, you don't see if you saw this werewolf perhaps just in the cold light of day running down the street because you see it running around, but like it's, it's shot in such a way where you just yeah. you kind of like you're taking on the journey with it. But if you saw it in the cold light of day running around, maybe you'd be like, that looks fucking stupid. <laughs> but but you're you're shown just enough, like you can tell it's like a sort of animatronic type. Yeah. puppeteered thing you can tell that but from what you get to see it it just it does feel real yeah yeah cool okay so let's uh let's talk a little bit more about the story then uh so oops, uh, one second so the key players we've got david norton very norton boy uh he plays david kessler and his friend griffin dern who plays jack goodman they're like these american backpackers i don't really know why they're in maybe taking a gap year or something just traveling around england I think David's yep. dragged, sorry, yeah, David's dragged Jack to Northern England for a little bit of a rambling weekend or something. I don't, I don't know many people who think that's a good way to spend time in England, um, rambling around at Yorkshire. I don't know. It feels like something you do if you're a bit older. Yeah, like these guys should be in like in like nightclubs and and stuff. You know what I mean? At mosh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just having a lovely good time uh, with the just m- rambling about. Jenny Agutter or Agutter, uh, Agutter plays Nurse Alex Price, 
Uh, she comes to a little bit later on. Becomes a bit of a love interest. And John Woodvine, Woodvine plays Dr. J.S. Hirsch. He uh, has a pretty major role in front. But I just, I just wanted to talk about a certain credited second chess player, Rick Mayo. Yes. Who, uh, like this must be like one of his first films, films or like whatever he's been in. Because I mean, the American list is listed. It might not realize, but Rick Mayo is like TV, yeah. TV royalty in England. Like he's exactly. like one of the funniest people. He was in Bottom, which is we used to, and the Young Ones. What else has he been in? Drop their Fred. Guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Guess that's Brady. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Rick Mayo. But yeah. yeah when, when I saw, I remember, I did remember him being in this film. But when you see him, it's just a bit like. I mean, he, he does. He does well what he's given, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's not really given anything, is he? He's no, no, no. He's but he's, <laughs> got, he's got that. <laughs> yeah, but he's got that sort of like, yeah, little bit suspicious. He could probably fly off the handle at any point, but he's not gonna. He's just yeah. gonna chill out and play chess. And he and he has a little laugh as well and spit, spits his drink at one point. Yeah. Have you ever done it that? Have a, you ever like, laughed at something so hard you spat? spat a drink? Not not as extremely as that. Oh, I've yeah. definitely I've like, done it I've like definitely... to the point where it's like it looked like I was pretending I was in like an American. Six <laughs> like Triple H, I've actually spat my screen. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Another course, Triple H coming on onto the ring. But, uh... Coming onto the ring, <laughs> steady on Triple H. I know, you're, I know you're excited and everything, but Spit give it a rest. <laughs> okay, are you about to do it now? You're just taking a big. I was water, thinking about it. Yeah, you made me think about. You made me, you made me thirsty. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> Uh, okay, so the story, we start off with our two American backpackers, David and Jack, wandering around Yorkshire. It's coming on to evening, it looks very cold. They're talking about, um, well, they, they, they get dropped off by like a farmer, like loads of sheep. Yeah. Um, a bit unusual. Uh, they talk, they're just joking around, talking about like um, life back in America. So I think they talk, one, Jack's talking about some girl that he wants to bang. Although he yeah, he wants, I think he wants, he wants to meet her in Rome, so we understand that even though they've come to England, yeah. they're obviously doing some sort of like they're traveling, so they're traveling the world, thing, yeah. around Europe. Um, and he wants to bang her for some <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and uh, we get the, we get the idea. That David is a little bit more, a little bit less of a a wham bam thank you bam, and more of a like he wants like a relationship. Did he say he, he he's got someone in mind or something, or did he just sort of say he'd, he'd rather have a I can't remember. Yeah, but we get the idea a bit more. Sorry, so unhelpful. <laughs> we get out a bit more like a caring sort of dude. Uh, darkness starts to fall, and then they find yeah, it's getting really cold. They find like a little town. I think it's called Crickington, um, and there's a little pub called the Slaughtered Lamb, which has like a, a wolf's head on on the artwork. Yep. Uh, th- there's a lot of pubs like that. I mean, I don't think they've been quite as uh, brutal as that, but it's like you know the goose's head, and they like goose heads on the on the artwork and stuff. I like yeah. it. It's, it felt like a proper pub. You ever been to a pub like this where you walk in? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you, oh yeah. Everyone looks stops. Yeah, it's weird. Like it is it, weird. <laughs> what is that about? Yeah. Like it's just a. You think there must be in pubs like that people just like strangers must come in a lot, but or maybe they don't. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I hate it when it happens. All right, it's like, well, what are you doing here, bloody hell, city city folk? Yeah, and then you ask for a Foster's or like a lager, and they look at you like you've just pissed on the. We've yes. only got meat. We've only got mead here. Yeah. We only do ale. It's like a proper ale bar. But um, yeah. But then, like you know, those kind of places, like you, you sit down, you have a drink, and then someone else walks in, and then you look at them like, who the fuck? Is that? <laughs> you, you, you immediately join yeah, forces yeah. with everyone. You immediately become part of the family. Yeah. Someone else walks in, you go, 
Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. get out. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously all the locals are sort of looking at looking at these boys strangely and they ask for they don't they ask for like coffee first, I ain't got any of that. Ask for uh hot, for, hot chocolate. Did they ask for tea and they say no? That felt a bit weird in Yorkshire. And she goes she goes, Have you got any tea? And she goes, Yes. No, no, she goes, No, but I can make you some. Okay. So you yeah. have so you have got some then. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird yeah. thing to say, yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they can't get any food or anything, and then everyone's quite like no one's interested in them, and they're trying to sort of make conversation a few times as well. There's like a five star, a five pointed star on the wall with some like candles around it, like a pentagram or something. Pentagram um, thing. I was thinking, is this taking the legend of Black Shook, this werewolf in in the moor? Okay. I, I mean, I don't really know too much about Black, Black Shook, but Shook. It, <laughs> but I just know it's like a sort of like ghostly wolf dog thing, isn't it on the I'd have to look more into the into the legend, but it yeah. sounds like it a little bit like it could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh so um Jack asks about the uh uh the what's it called? And what did he say? They say, um did he get angry? Oh yeah, one of them says you maybe missed my dart shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recognise that guy. I've seen that guy in, in some stuff. Pubs. Um some pubs. Uh yeah. not sure what the actor's name is, but he's like a actor who's in a lot of British uh, drama stuff. Um, yeah, so he made, he made him miss his dart, and then the chess player. Everyone just comes a bit aggressive, don't they? Like saying, "You made him you... miss his fucking darts." What yeah, you it's doing? Bad, yeah, yeah. You're playing chess. Rick Mel spits out his drink yeah. after a joke. After a joke is told, what's the joke? I can't remember. Well, there's a there's remember that. So yes, it's, I've heard variations of the joke uh, a lot yeah, when, yeah. when you tra- the American <laughs> yeah. treats someone else out. Um, Remember, there's yeah. the, the knock knock joke bit. I didn't understand what the what the hell they were talking about there. Um, and then there's the. Uh, um, so did he just what? So you said you made me play darts and I get out. Well, pretty much they just become a bit hostile, and I think then David and oh, Jack yeah. realise that they're not really welcome, so they decide they decide to leave. I think David wants to leave more than Jack does. Jack's like, well, I haven't eaten anything, and then one of them goes, "There's no food for you here, lads." Or something like that. Um, so yeah, they decide to leave, and every and after they leave, the pub landlady is like, "We can't let them go. We can't let them go like this." Yeah, and then there's one of them says, uh, "It's in Thank God. God. It's in God's hands now." This seems like they're clear of the moors. Like I, I still, so this eventually results in one of their deaths, and I, I still feel like, why did they let them go? Just because he insulted a dart, like miss, made him miss a dart shot. It's like, just like they're. I think I got the vibe that they were like they were outsiders. So obviously, this quite closely knit group or closely knit community had, a, had obviously a secret that there was like a werewolf knocking about. So maybe they don't get many outsiders coming into their town, and now they have got outsiders coming into the town. They're like, Jesus, they're gonna find out about the werewolf curse or maybe out the well, werewolf they, curse. They definitely something. are if they say go outside. It's full moon tonight. Like I think they just assume though that if they go outside, they're dead. That's it. And maybe, and maybe, like on some level, they all kind of, they kind of, maybe on some level they want that. I don't know. Well, it's not painting they, Northerners very well. Um, it's not. It's not. But I, I did kind of yeah. get that. I kind of understood that they were burdened with something. So yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were as horrible nor- Northerners sending them out to their death to be chewed up by a werewolf. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, there you go. Uh, there's a bit of commotion inside the pub, saying, "Don't let, don't let them go. We've got to let them go. It doesn't matter now. It's up to them. Whatever happens, happens." Uh, and then you hear like the howling, um, and then outside, Jack and you know, if, if you've ever been like around those kind of places, I don't know where they're supposed to walk to. People like just get lost out and and die. Yeah. 
Like, where are they going? You didn't, just, you didn't just walk onto the moors thinking, I'm going to find somewhere. That could so, go on for my... Like, you, you that could go on forever. I'm glad that wolf found him because they would have been... It would have taken days to die like, another way. The really <laughs> horrific, like, starvation sort of death of exposure. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the, the wolf finds them. Uh, it's quite brutal, the wolf attack, I thought. Um, comes out of nowhere on, on Jack, mauls his neck and his, his sort of face yeah. and stuff. And... Um, yeah, Jack. But David David runs away initially. Um, yeah. And then sort of realizes, no, I need to go back for him. So he goes back, but it's kind of too late. I feel like that's the save the cat moment. I feel like that's the point at which we go, David's a good guy. Like David's the, you know, because he goes back to sort of try and help his friend. Yeah, but even in running away at that initial stage, you're a bit like. Well, I feel like that was Dave. his like automatic response, his instant oh, right, response. Okay. And then he was like, no, like his brain kicked in. Yeah. But it's too late anyway. And it sort of didn't work out too well. Um, yeah. So he gets attacked. Where does it get? Oh, he gets him on his chest or something. Yeah, he sort of gets scratched on his chest and he gets a claw mark on his face as well. And just before he's about to get done in, before he's about to get ended, yeah, um, the pub goers appear and one of, one of the guys shoots the werewolf. Yeah. And then David turns and sees a naked man next to him with a bullet bullet wound. What I thought in this moment was, why are these, these guys, like the people in the pub, not just gone out and killed the werewolf before? Yeah. And also, why did he let um, David go? He's been bitten by a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that they'd, they'd be up to speed with this curse and how it worked. Yeah. They, they would have killed him, wouldn't they? Or like, maybe they were like, yeah. we've lost one wolf. Now we've got another one to call the sheep. Yeah, we'll send him. We'll send him to London. Um, you know, that's that's, that's, that doesn't happen. Like, if you get hurt in, if you get like mold in Leeds or wherever in Yorkshire, (laughs) you go to Leeds Hospital. They don't send you like (laughs) on a six-hour car ride across the country to. Luke Condor has been glassed in Leeds City (laughs) Centre. Luke, are you all right? No, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding out here. Right, we're just going to take you down to Cornwall. (laughs) I suppose it's like a, a thing on the NHS, isn't it? Bit of a right wing, a bit of a propaganda. There's too full. There's too many in the in the Leeds hospital, so we're gonna to have to take David to London. All the beds, all the beds are taken. I can see some yeah. empty rooms in there. Nah, reserved. Get out of it. I'm not gonna... Hey, you know what? This is the only thing that I didn't feel was very true in my experience was the hospital. That's that's not what an NHS hospital looks like. No, that's like a hospital from like Mary Poppins or something. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's like a, I don't know. Maybe it's like a middle class sort of hospital. But then, why is David? It's weird. It, yeah. it looked like a pri- a pri- possible private hospital. I think it was Booper. It's also got kids in it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Booper. It was uh, Boo Pediatrics. Boo PD. PD. Okay. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> David wakes up. Um, he, w- he wakes up three weeks later. Yeah, and from uh, a scratch. <laughs> oh, three weeks down now. Uh, there's um there's a police chief who wants to interview him when he wakes up and I was like is that Tobias Funke from uh, Arrested Development? Did you have you ever watched Arrested Development? Uh, no. no. Oh, wait, I mean I, I know yeah. so many actors who are in it but I've not seen it. You look like David Cross if you. Uh... Okay. okay. Oh wait, bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I, I know him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I see what, I see what you mean. Oh yes. Yeah, so, so it's a So uh, David wakes up. He's, before he wakes up, though, there's the nurses. There's two nurses, uh, and they're like, "Is he Jewish?" And he was like, oh, "I know, I've had a look." Like she's had a look at his todger. 
Um, That's not allowed. <laughs> it's not. It's not allowed, especially in private practice in Booper. No. If you're going to have a look, then you've got no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think at this point he's having a bit of a. He's already having like the, the, the visions of like it's like the Evil Dead moving camera from the vision like through the woods, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's having some. He's having some dodgy dreams we've seen. Yeah. Um, so obviously tells them that they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Yeah. And David insists that they were actually attacked by a big old dog or a wolf or something like that. Um, which they're just like, nah, it was a lunatic, mate. It's a but, lunatic with really long fingernails. Yeah. Well, yeah. So why is he got like giant like, hand scratches on his, uh, yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it doesn't make sense because it's not what happened. Um, but, I don't know if David's kind of convinced or not. Well, the police, the police investigators, like, okay, fair enough. We'll leave <laughs> all right, fair, all right, mate, fair dues. Uh, see you later. Um, and then I guess it's kind of he gets a little bit better. Eat some food. Play, replay another moon-related yeah. song. He's eating some food. He's chilling out. He's getting slowly getting better. He's he's sort of chatting to the nurse a little bit, um, who's incredibly posh, and she's yeah. got probably the most, probably one of the most. Um, A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What what how can we how can we describe her voice? It's mm, very plum. it's very jo- it's very plum. It's very Joanna Lumley, yeah. dripping with honey, and you know, where it's almost too deep for how it should be. But it still yes. sounds like David Attenborough. No, it will. It was David Attenborough. Oh, this is it was it was David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, I thought I thought Je- Jenny Agutter was 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 lovely. There, I was. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Some point around here, we've got the Nazi werewolf scene. I think I think yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff is kind of it's like time passes quite quickly here. We've got him falling asleep and his like little bits of visions here and there. And um, the Nazi werewolf scene was kind of really out. Yeah. Of left does, field. does he does he does he see the Nazi werewolves first, or does he, does he see Jack's reanimated corpse first? I think Jack comes later on. All oh, right. I feel, well, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I kind of feel like at the Nazi scene, he's still not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's still not. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Nazi, the Nazi werewolf scene. He's obviously having a lovely dream where he's, I'm assuming, at home with his family. Someone knocks on the door, and then it's Nazi werewolves with machine guns, 
shooting the living shit out of his family. It's really brutal holding, as well. Holding a knife to, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Killing kids. Yeah. Holding a knife to his throat, um, burning the room. You know, I mean, it's pretty horrific. And obviously yeah. a classic, a classic double, double wake up. What, what do we call that? Like a dream within a dream inception yeah. moment. Yeah. Where he wakes up from one dream, obviously thinks he's back in the hospital, and then suddenly the werewolf appears and stabs the nurse, and then he wakes up again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Uh, and then he, at some point, he sees Jack. Jack appears, yeah. and he's like kind of mauled. The makeup effects are really good on here, here as well. Like yeah, there's like lots, lots of stuff like hanging neck. off. Yeah. Hanging off and like wobbling as he talks. Ugh, wobbling. Um, wobbling. And then he's like, David. I'm sorry to say that you are a werewolf. That was a werewolf that got you. Um, I'm now in limbo. I'll be in limbo until the day that the or the last of the werewolf bloodline is is dead or something. So you you have to die for me to uh, find peace. Um, I really like these these scenes with the um like the dead people trying to get into commit suicide. Like there's more of it yeah. later on, but like yeah. it's just like a really weird idea, like a really like funny idea that like yeah. the people you kill by accident would kind of want you to off yourself yeah um, yeah uh so what do you say so you you need to kill yourself before you turn because people are going to die or something yeah because people are going to die didn't he say it's going to be like it is it a couple of weeks still until he turns i'm not sure he gives him a deadline yeah so basically you're going to turn you're going to kill the people you love or you're going to kill people close to you or whatever he sort of says people are going to die yeah people are going to die but david didn't believe him david's like don't mug me off mate you're just a figment of my imagination even if you do look like shredded duck well he starts crying and then nurse agatha comes in and she goes are you all right do you want to live with me <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that well are like, you all right? he's, he's like well, crying and he goes um you've got to do the voice luke otherwise i don't quite understand what you're saying which voice would you like to come live with me oh jesus <laughs> no no did you like it did you like it or did you not like it it's, it's a little bit creepy um, well, she, I think she kind of said that we've, at this point we've got the impression that they're building a, a nice little relationship. She obviously likes him for some reason. He's he's telling her he's a werewolf, and she's still like, <laughs> "I'm just oh, that's just my type. That is yeah, big, big, strong American bloke turns into a werewolf <laughs> at night and shreds people up. That is absolutely nails. I like a bad boy. Yeah, maybe it's the smell. Maybe there's some sort of like pheromone wolf yeah, smell or something." I don't know. She's like, that's making me ever so yeah. ready. <laughs> nice. <Ooh. laughs> um, so then they uh, they go back to, I was going to say, Joanna Lumley's house. <laughs> just stop off for a tea in the crumpet and then head on to Dr. Agutter's house. What is her name? Not, it's not, uh, Alec, her, not name's Alec, her name's Alex Price. Alex, that's the one, yeah. Okay. Nurse Price. Um, yeah. At the same time, before all this happened, uh, the doctor, very well-to-do gentleman, he uh, doesn't believe him, but then he decides at some point to in- investigate a bit more. Uh, I think he does that while- whilst David goes back to her flat. Yeah. Very nice flat. That flat, would they wouldn't be able to afford that on their own now. There'd be about five people in that one little place. Shared yeah. bathroom. Shared floor. <laughs> shared floor. Shared everything. Yeah, yeah. Shared bed. Um and Ooh. then <laughs> Okay, so um so, so what happens now? So they go back so to the, so, so the doctor goes to the slaughtered lamb to sort of ask questions of the of the 
of the sort of people who are in the pub. All, all the same people in the pub, even though it's the middle of the day, so they obviously spend their entire day there. I know the type. Um, Good the weather's Yeah, you know the type. 10 a.m. Yeah. You, you know the type. Knock, knocking on the door, sit, settle down with a newspaper in the corner, yeah. uh, shelling back pints of John Smith's all yeah. day. Yeah. Um, the doctor <laughs> just has half a Guinness, you know, because he's driving. Um, again, the he pub... doesn't even drink the, it all. He doesn't even drink it all. Did you notice that? No. Two, he has a little Two sip, mouthfuls. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. Rude, no, no nuts. No crisps no. or anything. No, just just just, just sips like the uh, like the the, the, the frothy top. That's yeah, it. he does. I mean, he's, he's going to be bloated. He's going to be bloated. Um, so yeah, he's asking questions, and everyone in the pub is kind of gets a little bit defensive and aggressive again, saying that they ain't got a clue what he's bloody on about. Um, but the one one of one of the pub goers, uh, the guy missed the dart throw when the when yeah. the lads were there. Because essentially, Wait, this is his fault. Because he missed, he missed his dart throw. He probably missed it by accident anyway. And he blamed it on his saving face. He's like, it's them Yankees over there. Yeah. Remember the Alamo? Get out. And then like, uh, but now he's like, oh shit, they died. One's now a werewolf. All because I didn't want to admit that I uh, missed the dartboard. What a twat. What a twat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So yeah, he, te- he waits outside and tells the doctor pretty much. That yes, he is going to become a vamp, a vampire, <laughs> and a werewolf. <laughs> he is going to become a werewolf. It's all true. Um, they need to stop him before he dies. And obviously, another one of the guys comes out and says, "Stop telling them that shit, you twat!" And he runs off. Yeah, so he's, he's a proper doc- northern that guy, isn't he? He, uh... well, I suppose they all are. Yeah, but yeah. like, I've, he, I, I he's the kind, he's <laughs> the kind of northerner. No offense to northerners. He's the kind of northerner that drinks gravy, like a pint of gravy. Yeah, Bovril. Do you have Bovril down in Brighton? Uh, yeah. Down yeah. where? Brighton. In, Brist- <laughs> in Bristol. Well, Bright- I might have Brighton, Bovril, Bristol. Bro- <laughs> it's all the same, isn't it, down south? It's all the same with you bloody <laughs> lip-wristed southerners. <laughs> Too warm yeah. down there, it is. You're, you're all the same. Um, exactly. Okay, so... It's bloody, um, trop- it's bloody tropical. Yeah. So they... Uh, Alex, Dr. Alex, Nurse Alex even... And David go back to her flat, and they they do they do a, do a sex. They do the deed. They do the deed. Um, quite a lot, quite a long sex scene. This was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, she... It depends how you feel. It depends how you feel about sex scenes because I was watching it, and there were other people around me. I watched it on some transport. Oh right, uh, yeah. And I, and I <laughs> thought like for that initial moment, even though it is a 1981 film. Yeah. In that initial moment, if someone hasn't seen me watching a film and then they just look over at that particular moment where there's sex. He's watching porn. <laughs> they just go, <laughs> he's watching some classic porn on yeah. his laptop. And you kind of feel like, do I like turn up? Do I fast forward it? Do I keep watching? I, here's do what I... I do. So I will command tab to a different window and I'll leave the sound on so I'll know when it's done. But I'll know the story. <laughs> I know what's going on in the story. And then I'll command tab back. <laughs> the only time I've been caught out was when... Um, I was watching High Tension and someone was looking over just at the point where the killer's like having sex with his skull, like the severed head. Yeah, someone looked over at the wrong point and I was like, come on, tap, come on, tap. Spoilers for yeah. High Tension. Um, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it was, it was pretty much like that. I, to be honest, I persevered and I watched, I watched the whole damn thing and I enjoyed it. So uh, there we go. Did you finish? I did finish um, the film. Eventually, yeah. um, did I finish anything else? Uh, yeah, I had a lovely can of Coke. I finished that too. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so the morning after the sex time, 
she no, it's maybe even the same day, a bit later on. She goes to work. She has yep. a job, um, and then we have the transformation scene, um, which is uh, we get yeah. the I see the bad moon rising. A bit of CCR, a bit of credence. Um, I think it, I, this kind of scene kind of came out. Was it, ba- was it was it bad moon rising or was it blue moon? I can't no, remember. I think because I well I don't I don't remember. I remember CCR being on around that time. Okay. Um, I think he might have just been dancing for a bit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that him. happened when he was bored. Bad Moon yeah. Rising was playing when he was walking around bored and reading and let down and do, not knowing what he wanted to do. Yeah. He was bored alone, home alone while she was out breadwinning. Yeah. And he was being a lazy, lazy, so sitting so. around, lazy, around. lazy, bloody so and so. And then he then he went and turned into a wolf, didn't he? Yeah. So, and I, I love the start of this scene because we get a scene before where. Alex is like putting a kid to bed, a little kid called Benjamin who keeps saying no to everything. And she like oh, threatens yeah. him with violence at some point. She's like, have yeah. you ever had your head kicked to shit? And he goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a nice swift punch to the face? No! <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see his point. I can see his point. He says no to everything. Yeah. To be honest, Benjamin stole the show for me. Every time he's on screen, bear in mind, he had to say no about 10 times. Every time he said no, I laughed. I do wonder I mean, if like he did actually have good. lines and the, yeah. the, the actor was being like a little shit and he just had to kind he, of... He, he, was a kid who, he was a kid who knew he was in the film though because like, he was doing something at one point, drinking water, and he was like laughing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm in a film! <laughs> no! So, but yeah, and then it, cut, it cuts and you get like what? A split second of David reading a book hmm. and then he just goes, Jesus! And like, holds his yeah, head. Yeah. Like, that, that was like... I I went back to that bit like three times, thinking, did that really just happen? It seems so out, out of nowhere. It's like weird, isn't it? No, yeah. Yeah. there's absolutely no build to it. There's no like, there's, there's no like the moon no like setup. coming out of the clouds, and he's like, I I think you see the moon sweating. for like a second. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see it, you see the moon for a second to show that there's a full moon, and then he immediately starts trans- transforming. And it was like, I don't know, it was because it was, cause it was so at, yeah, because it was so sudden. That, yeah, it made me think, what the fuck's happening? Do you know what I mean? And then the transformation scene, which is... Uh... Well, there's one bit of the transformation scene where he goes, my, my skin. And then he, he rips off his clothes. And yeah. then he's got like a, suddenly got a really hairy back. And I was like, yeah. I know. I know the feeling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out of nowhere, though, that stuff. Like... Yeah, so you, get, you see like a hand, a hand growing, fingernails growing. Everything sort of, obviously, is fantastic. Um, the bit, the bit that got me was when like it, he's like on his back and his body's like stretching. What's good is it focuses on like each body part as it's growing, but then every time it cuts back, something else has changed. It's like his face looks slightly different. Um, and the sort of when his spine was sort of going as well, and his, his body was sort of going out into all into all fours. I mean, it's, it's, it is fantastic. It look, I mean, one thing that it does look is really painful. Yeah. Could you hear like the, Cracking. the crumpling, like, yeah, bones underneath? Yeah. Like Rice Krispies. And his face, like, uh, Emerges out of his face. It's really weird. Um, and it is d- weird, but it's a good transformation in my yeah. head. This is how a, ran- a, a werewolf transformation should be. I mean, the, some bad werewolf transformations. Uh, for example, Van Helsing. You know the film with. Um, Can't remember it. Hugh Jackman. Um, in the memory. early early two thousands, when he turns into a werewolf, there's a, there's another werewolf. But I think Hugh Jackman becomes one as well. He kind of like. The wolf kind of like emerges out of the human skin, and the, the human skin like falls away. I've seen. I mean, that kind of thing. There's a um, there's one there's one called Hemlock Grove. 
Did you ever watch that? It was on. It was oh yeah, that's a, that's a TV show, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, the, the TV show was wasn't great. I didn't really like enjoy it. But the, the, I do remember the, the werewolf scene where he sort of comes out of his skin and then he eats the skin. It's the same way like uh, dogs will he, eat their own shit sometimes. Skin. Well, yeah, uh. it's like a, a lot of sort of lap it up and then uh, gobbles it down. <laughs> so yeah, he be- he becomes the vampire werewolf. That's twice now. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah. So he becomes, he becomes the werewolf yeah. and uh, he goes on a rampage. Uh, so who's the first? One to get. Oh, so there's the people going to the party, the house party. Yeah, they get like, moided. The flirty couple get moided <laughs> by the werewolf guy. And then, oh, uh, yeah. And then we get the homeless people. So this, um, because you can see Tower Bridge here, and that place where they're like scrapyard isn't there anymore. I'm pretty sure that's like a trendy flat or something now. Um, <laughs> but... It's still called. It's still called scrapyard. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> They, they, these three people get mauled. Apparently, as a Dan Butcher was saying, that that was a really brutal scene, like one of the most brutal scenes ever filmed or something. But um, they couldn't, they couldn't film it, they couldn't show it, so it's been cut, and no one's ever actually seen it. Um, and then there's the stalking through. Dude, I will say one thing: like he is jumping around London. Like he goes from like Tottenham Court Road station to like what, like um, uh, up to Tower Bridge. He he gets around like like crazy. Um, but the, the, maybe maybe you could like as as a as a former resident of London, maybe right. you could make up some sort of map system and try and work out how exactly fast he how, is. How yeah. fast he is. That's yeah, trying to work out how fast he is. How, how long it took? How long his rampage? Also, I thought six. He only killed six people. That's not many when you think about it. Considering how blood, uh, how much bloodlust he seemed to have. You know, he's just attacking he, people willy nilly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he must have um, because because of the distance between these places, he must have passed. A shit ton yeah. of tourists. Shit ton like, of... Yeah. You reckon he commuted? He must have gone to the tube at one point. Like he must have like accidentally swallowed an oyster card, and he just sort of scanned <laughs> himself through as he went through the the, the, the turn uh, turncoats. Um, but so yeah, the, the stalking scene in in, in Tottenham Court Road Station was maybe one of my favourite scenes. Like yeah. just because I knew that because we were saying earlier how like how it looks exactly the same. Because I've been through that sort of place so many times, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this, I I, I understand. Like it was, it was kind of weird. It's really uncanny. Um, yeah. And then the guy he played Bib Fortuna gets mauled, uh, and I think he's the last one. Yeah, yeah. So there's a great scene, obviously, when he's sort of going up. He's fallen over, blooded nose. He's going up the escalator on his yeah. back, and then you see sort of like the wolf just slowly crawling into frame, um, yeah. which was creepy. That was creepy. It was. It just looked. Obviously, it looked a little bit. I think maybe that. I think that was my favorite shot. Actually, there's something about it that I just found really. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he wakes up in the London Zoo with the wolves. Uh, apparently, filmed. So they were real wolves. They were yeah. Well fed and stuff, and they just sort of had him naked in there. Um. He wakes up there. He's he's feeling good for some reason. He doesn't know why. Um. He can't remember anything he's, since. He's... He switches pretty extremely, doesn't he? Like he's feeling good. He's feeling on top of the world. He's almost like a bit, bit of a sex pest at this point. He's like, <laughs> he's giving Alex, Alex Price, like just like he's all over her. Oh, he's yeah, like, oh yeah. bloody hell, you wait. I'm gonna bloody, I'm gonna have you later tonight. Gonna be all right in the bedroom. Yeah. And then as soon as like a taxi driver says, um, there's been six oh, moiders. Yeah. There've been six moiders. He goes, ah, <laughs> just opens the, opens the taxi door and runs out, yeah. trying to get arrested. 
so it's like yeah. So that so the morning after, Alex says I'm going to take the hospital. He finds out about the murders and he realizes like that's it. I, I'm definitely the werewolf. I mean, yeah. I went waking up in the wolf cage. That would have like you know triggered some lights. But like it was it was finding out about the murders that um sort of made yeah me yeah waking up in the wolf cage. He was like, well, that's weird. But you know, get on, get happened, on with my day. It's happened before. It'll happen again. And uh, <laughs> so he um. Decides he's going to try and kill himself. I think he, yeah. So he goes to uh, Piccadilly Circus, finds the um, phone box, and calls his parents. They're not in, yeah. but like, yeah, I think his little sister or little brother's there or something. Uh, it's quite a sweet little scene of him saying goodbye. And, uh, puts the phone down, and gets a <laughs> gets a razor blade out, and he's about to cut his wrists, but he can't do it. He's not he's not brave enough, or I don't know. But um, and then he goes to. Um, he sees Jack across the road, yeah. his corpse, waving him in. So this place that he goes to, uh, this little porn theatre thing, is just around the corner from where we first met in person. Like literally just oh, this, like the same street, well, just around the corner. Yeah. Well, well, well. Who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? In Soho. It's a place called Duke of Argyle. It wasn't a porn theatre. I don't think there is... I don't think, I'm sure they exist privately around Soho. Soho has some dodgy spots. But... <laughs> but it's... Um, not quite as the uh, other uh, that kind of place they're going to. I don't think that exists anymore. No, unfortunately, that's a shame because yeah. I'd already I'd already planned to make a trip to London and visit this yeah. place. But if it doesn't exist, I'll take your word for it. You know, yeah. I mean, I know you, I know you'd know. I, I would, yeah. And uh, they go as uh, so he goes into the porn theatre. There's literally a porn porno playing on the screen. Um, a really weird porno as yeah. well, where like a man walks in and goes, "What are you doing with oh, my yeah. wife?" And she's like, "I've never seen you before in my life." And she goes, "He goes, all right." And I'm yeah. I was la- I was laughing my head off at those bits. He gets a phone call as well or something, and someone asks something, and he says, "No, it's the wrong number," and then puts the phone. Like it's like weird <laughs> yeah. things that don't really go anywhere. Like it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and in the, in the theater, um, all the people he killed that night before, Jack's and Jack's face at this point is like, is is just gone. Like he's just like a skeleton. He looks. Like he's, he's crumbling to pieces, and he's like, "This is the guy you killed here. This is Bib Fortuna. These guys only wanted an orange juice and a packet of crisps because they were hungry bums, and you now they're all dead." And then they start brainstorming how they could, uh, how he could off himself, and it's it's kind yeah. of a weird, sublime, fun Leaping little pills, scene. Yeah, gun, uh, hang yourself, all that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good, um, but. Wait, so and he turns into a wolf inside there. So you don't get any time yeah, at all does. to do it. No, it's like it's already nighttime. Yeah, like I don't understand, but yeah, regardless, he he turns to a werewolf again, um, and then sort of obviously people are panicking and screaming in there, and the police arrive and pull down a shutter while he's sort of trying to get his get his way out. Yeah, and this is the shit hit the bed moment. Like, yeah, um, oh, this was this was mad. Yeah, this was. Shit the bed, shit the walls, shit the <laughs> there's just shit everywhere. There's just shit everywhere. So uh Derry turns into wolf again, bursts out of the porno theater, and then there's like the detective, he pops his head off like a Yeah, so seed. he like bites his head the werewolf comes out and bites his head off. Yeah. And then like a, a car crash ensues, like a pile up where people are getting flattened, people are flying out of windscreen. It's like John Landis had like a budget for how much blood and death he could have put on the screen. And it got to the end of the film, he's like, I've only used 20% of the blood. I've got shitloads left, yeah. Yeah. I've got shitloads left to fit in. A pile up, 
Yeah. 20 cars smashing into each other, people flat and dead. Loads of dead bodies. Loads of dead bodies. It was insane. It was it was a holy shit what the fuck moment. Yeah. So I then um, uh, David runs away, um, and then they all sort of chase him towards. Like, so I felt like the ending was a little bit abrupt. The only like one of the only criticisms I have about the film. It just seems to. So David runs down an alleyway. The police are chasing him. Alex runs past the police and goes towards him, and then he goes to attack Alex. The police shoot him, and then and that's the end of the film. That's the end. Yeah. I felt like um, it needed a little bit something extra on the end. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, also, like the the alleyway was really long, yeah. and Alex Alex was run and she was right in front of the werewolf, and it managed to still get shot by the police right at the other end while she was stood there as well. Do you know what I mean? It just felt a bit. It felt like she it should have attacked her maybe or done something and then so, ran out. So or, here's, yeah. Here's, here's, yeah, so here's what I was thinking. So the whole thing really is film is about. David's a good guy. If he doesn't do the right thing, which is kill himself, um, he's gonna hurt more people. And um, but he decides not to kill himself. And there's that split decision where Alex is like talking to him as a wolf, and she's like, "David, it's me." And then he and then he's like, "All wolf now." He should have killed himself before. It's too late. He's he's all wolf, and he goes to attack her. I feel like he should have chased her a bit more. He should have bitten her. He should have got killed. But because he hadn't killed himself, the curse lives on, and Alex is now gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That would have been a nice little, a nice little ending. But yeah, I think maybe it felt like it was missing a chunk, maybe between between the the theatre and the end. It felt like it was possibly missing a chunk. But I mean, I don't think it takes much away from it. It's still no, not at all. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fantastic film. Um, but that that's my only little criticism. I would I just wanted a bit more. Just wanted a bit more. You're a greedy, greedy bastard. Yeah. Yes. Okay, dude. Uh, would you like some trivia? Oh yes, please. Uh, during filming, number one. During filming, Griffin Dunn, who plays Jack, tried to use the bathroom in the one trailer that had one, and while doing his business, a driver hooked the trailer to his pickup truck and towed him away. True or false? True. It is true. Apparently, it's what it says on the internet. It's true. Um. Number two, John Landis shot the porno film, shot the porn film within the film. True. Also true, John Landis is a pornaholic. He, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the person, the woman in the porno is a porn star, apparently. Um, I don't know, it's just apparently. I don't know. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Do some research, mate, before you give me this <laughs> trivia. Number three, John Landis's son, Max Landis, has gone on to follow in his father's footsteps and become a screenwriter of what found footage superhero film? Uh, he wrote Chronicle. He did, yeah. It's in loads of stuff. I've, I've also heard, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I, I do quite like him, but I find sometimes his personality is a bit great and I'll yeah. watch a lot of his interviews and stuff. Um, obviously, just he calm do- down. Just calm, yeah. just calm down, dude. <laughs> Yeah, um, the rumours that he was going to make direct a remake, wouldn't there? Yeah, um, I don't think he direct- should. I, 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 don't I think- mean, that would be that would be interesting. Like, how, I mean, how many times has that happened? Like, the son of of somebody has directed a remake of his dad's film. But I, I, um, I think he's opening himself up to. Uh, no matter how it goes, I think people yeah. are going to like attack him for it. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. think he can win that situation. Um, I don't think he, he can win any situation because I think he's got to the point now where. He's so openly critical about so many things. Yeah. That that people just go, Well, look at your stuff. And then he goes, 
Well, yeah, he does. He does uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sold on him at the at the moment, but I do I mean, like Chronicle, Chronicles. All right, isn't it? I, I quite like Chronicles. Uh, I do like how he's so open. So he he puts a lot of his old writings on online and stuff, so you can read. He's he's written this like 400 page Mario screenplay. <laughs> okay, it's I've only seen I read the first couple of pages, but like the fact that like he puts this stuff out there is is kind of interesting. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. very much a person of the modern age you know what i mean like very open very sort of connected on the internet he's always on the on the screenwriting subreddits and stuff talking to people yeah uh it's a cool guy uh just wish you just calm down a bit and uh, number four <laughs> in the piccadilly circus sequence the man hit by a car and thrown through a store window is andy circus himself <laughs> i think i uh figured i know what to put there <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just clawing for any Andy Circus. I mean, I know you love Andy Circus so much. You need to include him in everything we do, but it's false, isn't it? No, it's actually true. It's his first film role back in 1980. No, it's not. It's fucking bullshit. It was actually John Landis. Did I have you though? Did I? Did I <laughs> get yeah, you just for a, a second? <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. okay, so Griffin Dunn, who played Jack, would not let his mother watch the film. Because he's in it as like a mutilated corpse. True. True. Uh, when she finally saw it, she said, "I was deeply disturbed by it." That's all she had to say. So. Uh... That's, oh, that's a great review, Mum. <laughs> Anybody anything else to say about my performance? This is my art, about... Mum. <laughs> this is my art, Mum. You don't understand me, do you? Yeah. Get out of it. Yeah. And then she, she died know. mysteriously. She disappeared uh, the next day. Um, okay, so, uh, dude, you need to rate the film. Rate this film. Rate my film. Okay. And this is a film I've watched, you know, lots and lots of times, and it always, it never disappoints. It always gives me excitement. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I, I do love it. It's one of those films that are like, I can't wait to watch it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I've seen it like a few days ago, but now I'm thinking, looking forward to watching it again. Um, I don't think it's perfect. Obviously, we discussed the things we don't necessarily like about it, um, but it is a film that I think is transcend. Like it doesn't really aged, and I don't think it will, like for a while. So I give it an A, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I've not seen this film in. I've only, I've only seen it once, and that was years ago. So I only really sort of half remember a lot of stuff. Um, but like, seeing it again this time. Having since lived in London, after seeing it before, has given me like a, as a like, werewolf. As well, has given me a whole new appreciation for what it's like to be a werewolf in London. And um, annoying. Yeah, uh, it's well annoying, especially when you wake up in the zoo. Um, wake up in the morning and swallow my oyster card. <laughs> Get on the tube. Um, but it's so good. Like I feel like this is like a fresh discovery, even though like a seen this film before i still it still feels like watching a whole new film again um i'm gonna give it an a minus i think it's good just need a little bit more in the end no, that's about it that's about it that's all right mate i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy with you i'm yeah. happy with you before you well done thank you so we are coming up to the end of the year christmas is coming up i think we're on about doing some christmas films potentially get a couple of guests on maybe mayhap but next week I mean, we've talked about being off the cliff before, but this is uh, this is moonsaulting off the edge. 
like going deep deep into the rocks, <laughs> wading um, out like a corpse in the into the Pacific. Well, <laughs> this is nearly a hundred years old. This film we're going to be doing next week. Are you looking forward to it, Ben? Yeah, it's my favorite. I love it. Have you ever seen the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari before? No, but I'm I'm familiar of with it and some visuals, but I've never seen it. How long do you think it is? How long's a piece of string? But I, I don't know. How long's a cabinet? Uh, I don't know. One hour, fifteen minutes tops. That's at the very. One hour, fifteen minutes tops. Um, struggling to find. It's because it doesn't exist. Seventy-four minutes. No one's seen it. Seventy-four minutes. Yeah. It's long, longer off. than I thought. Than I thought. It was, was one minute off. Yeah. It's. That's uh, good. I've seen a, a scene. I've seen a scene before. That's, that's it. Good. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, in terms of when we said about Christmas films, if anyone's got any suggestions of Christmas films, Christmas horror films to watch for an episode, um, drop us a message, find us on Twitter, or go to the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors group on Facebook. Just search that. Join the group and get involved in loads of horror chat. Yeah. So this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron for early uh, for bonus episodes and stuff over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Uh, give us a five-star rating review on iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a real horror dude. We, Thank you, Luke. You need a wee. <laughs> I, do, I do need a wee, actually. I don't know. How do you know? Were well, you pointing uh, at your penis? <laughs> I was pointing at my penis and I was going, it needs a wee wee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll end it there. <laughs> Goodbye. See you bit, mate. Um, I think that's kind of, I feel a bit like that as well. well it it felt did like, feel very paint by numbers, didn't it? Yeah. But, you but know it's what? good. It's, 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 like, because... uh, it's like when someone gives you a roast dinner and like you know what's on it. But it's all fucking fantastic, you know? <laughs> Except Brussels sprouts. They can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck a yeah. sprout in there again, haven't you? <laughs> um, ah, I thought it was chicken. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I know what you mean. I think um, you know, a bit of horseradish on there would have been wouldn't gone out a treat. Just a bit of spice. Just imagine something like you were eating that roast dinner and suddenly oh, just a bit of ice cream in the middle. Cucumber. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, do you have some trivia? Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, number one. Chief Hopper's trailer only cost the art department $1 to purchase. True or false? True. It's true, apparently. It says uh, Chief, <laughs> Chief Hopper's trailer reportedly only cost the art department $1 to buy. But you know, I'm sure there's some sort of weird tax evasion thing happening there. Uh, number two, uh, Gaten Matarazzo, the guy who plays Dustin, was the first actor cast for the show. True. Yes, that's also true. Two for two. Uh, number three, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, is actually 29 years old, but looks so young <laughs> on account of addiction to Nivea. True <laughs> or false? False. No one's addicted to Nivea. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, number four, uh, Hawkins Town was named after a character in Predator. True. Uh, it's true, yeah. Um, in another Hamai Space movie, Police Chief Jim Hopper is named after the character Arnold Schwarzenegger first goes looking for in Predator. 
you've you seen that more recently than me. Is that true? I don't know. It, can you remember? False. False. Well, no, it's true. I mean, I, I'm just. Ah. Re- <laughs> that wasn't part of the trivia. I was asking you a question, like genuinely. I'm so convinced that every time you ask me a question, you're doing trivia. How are you doing? How are you doing today, Ben? False. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, number five. Uh, for the kiss scene, uh, Finn Wolfhard quietly said to Millie Bobby Brown, although it just says Bobby here, I'm coming in to warn her about his kiss. Bobby Brown. <laughs> Uh, that's true. I know that's true. And then Millie's like, "What, what are you doing, Mike?" Uh, it's I'm tr- coming it's in. <laughs> nice little visual there. Uh, the extras all claps for their kissing scene. Um, you done a real good kiss. Uh, true. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so okay. Last one. Uh, number six. After two successful seasons, the Duffer brothers have finally made enough money for the painful operation to separate their conjoined bodies. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true, that one. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay um, you did, I think you got all of them right. Even the question that I was just genuinely asking you. Um, I even got that right. I, I guess we need to grade it. I mean, it's going to be difficult to grade it. It's kind of diff- different to um, yeah. normal. But yeah. would, if you had to give it an A to an F, what would you give it? Um, I think I give it a B minus. Cool. Yeah. What about season I think one? For me, season one was like an A. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I've got down season one A, season two B. I don't know. <laughs> I always have to get that like, like whatever the point five is more than your grade. Like uh, it just. I mean, I'm a glass. I'm a glass half full. You're like glass half full, but someone's pissed in this. <laughs> <laughs> Glass half full, but it is piss. Is I'll this, still drink it. it. Is this clean? There's lipstick smudge here. Yeah. If you dipped your finger in this cup. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's it. Dude, this is like the longest episode we've ever done. Jesus. Yeah. TV show, isn't it? Longer. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to go through. Yeah. Uh, so next week, we're going to get back on the list. I think it's number 19, An American Werewolf in London. The great film by Mr. John Landis. Oh, so I look forward to that. And yeah, so this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron for early access to episodes, bonus content, and heaps of free stuff over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks for the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke, for also being a real horror dude most of the time. I'm going to cut on that final bit there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.